Thank you for joining us on our media platform today. In this video, Pastor Tim will preach a message entitled, Coming Back from the Setback. From our preaching series, Are You Hearing God's Voice? Now let's go listen to Pastor Tim. By this, this pandemic, no one has not had their life uh, changed in different ways uh, as we go through this pandemic. But I truly believe with all my heart that God is truly doing something. You know, some people will say, well, I just don't believe that God's involved in things like this. It's too horrible. And I'm thinking to myself, because you're looking at the horrible side of it, but God has some good things that he's doing during this pandemic. He's conditioning and changing. And and I, like I said earlier, I don't have a name or a tag to put on it, but I just truly feel like God is giving us some special days here where we can look within ourselves, a period of 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 uh, of looking at our lives in a period of reckoning, a time of reckoning in our lives where God is giving us a time out and he's saying, I want you to stop and I want you to look at your life. I want you to look at who you are. I want you to, I want you to look at who you become. I think that's important for us to understand. Sometimes we think we, we are who we were three years ago, but I think we need to look at who we are today How much have we changed? How much has come into our lives? I truly believe that God is using this pandemic. How many know God has a start to this and he has an end to it? There is a season to this and God's got his hand on the whole thing. And we need to understand, yes, we're struggling. And yes, we're all being affected by it. Yes, we're going through it. And yes, our world is changing. And yes, everything that we're doing has some kind of alteration in it. But let me tell you this. God is in control. He's in charge of this thing. And truly, 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 I believe he's giving us time to look at our lives, look at our world around us and make the changes and make the things that we need to make in our lives so that we can comply and be everything that God wants us to be. I feel this way. Something great is already started to happen. Something great is coming. God has something great that's about to happen. And he needs people ready to do great things. And I believe that's what he's doing in his church today. He's getting us ready. He's telling us, hey, you you had too much entertainment in your life. Amen. Uh, if you don't think you had too much entertainment in your life, you can stop back and look now. I think all of us depended somewhat on entertainment in our lives. And now I'm finding out that guess what? There's no sports on TV, so I can't count on sports anymore. And I guess what? I have more time to read my Bible and pray and have studies with my wife because now I'm not sitting down watching a ball game or I'm not doing this. How many know that things have changed, but guess what? God is using those things to help us, to shape us and mold us into the person and the thing that he wants us to be so that we'll be ready for the the great thing that is to come. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. He's helping us right now. He's shaping us and he's molding us. It's wonderful. You know, we've been doing this series, Are You Hearing God's Voice? I I continue to ask this question with everything that's going on, with everything that's happening, with everything, the loud noise that's going on in your life today, and all of us are hearing it. It's, It's loud. It's like thunder in our ears today with everything that's going on. But are we hearing the voice of God over all of that? 
Are we hearing him talk to us? Are we hearing him tell us, this is what I need from you. This is what I want you to do. Are we hearing his voice? Every one of us have dealt with a setback. And you may say, well, it's not really been a setback in my life. Well, in different ways, it's been a great setback for some. And it's been a casual setback for some. But somewhere it has set us back. It has changed us. It's taken us away from where we used to be. So today my message is this, and it's an encouraging message. It's one that I want you to be challenged with so that when you leave here today, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And the title to this message today is Coming Back from This Setback. How many know it's great to come back from a setback? Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. It's awesome to come back from a setback. I've always said this. This, this is something that we need to really grab a hold of today. When we get set back, it's the comeback that matters. There's where we really got to look at it. And today we're going to get into the Word of God and we're going to talk about how do we come back. How do we, what do we do to get ourselves in that comeback mode and come back and be greater and better than we were when this setback happened? Amen. That's what I want to be. I want to be better. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better grandparent. I want to be a better preacher. I want to be a better teacher. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better friend. When all this is over, I want to learn and improve and be better. Amen. So that I can grab a hold of the great things. That God has coming for me. Amen. God's a good God. Amen. I thank him for that. There's not a person living today that is not being affected in some way by this pandemic. As I look across the world, not just Indiana, not just the United States, but as I look across the entire world, everything has been affected by this in some way. Somehow people are being set back by this and we're facing this setback in life. I was talking to one of my granddaughters the other day, and I told her, I was honest with her, I said, never in my lifetime, in my 62 years of living, never did I ever even think that something like this could happen. Now, some of you may be those that have insight, and maybe you felt like it was coming, but I never dreamed in my lifetime that, especially in America, that we could have something happen like this and almost put the brakes on to the train to where it almost comes to a total stop. I never dreamed that would happen. And guess what? We are finding out, and we now, if you haven't found out, you need to really know, we are finding out how powerful the media is. Amen? We need to really understand the power of the media and how the media has gained so much power. And we need to understand this. The media does not have the power that our Heavenly Father has. He's in control of this thing no matter what the media wants to take and run off with and get everybody over here on one track. I want to pull you back over today and let you know God has this thing under control. He loves us. He cares about us. He will provide for us. He will do what has to be done. 
It'll happen. We're all affected by it in some way. Whether we like it or not, man, we're having to deal with it. And we're all deal with, dealing with it in different ways. Each one of us are dealing with our situations, our lives, and our families in different ways. Our jobs are changed. How we go in and do our jobs have changed. Some now don't even go in. They stay at home and do their job. Everything has changed around us. It's affected us. It's caused... Uh, and I, I hear people all the time say, yeah, it's nice to work at home, but man, is it hard to do. Man, is it hard to get in my office and, and, and my, my, my homemade office and, and the world around me still is going on. It's still, it's still functioning. It's still happening. It's hard to do. These are setbacks in our lives and we're all dealing with them in different ways. You know, the thing that is most important about setbacks in our lives isn't just surviving through it, but it's learning to get better through it. See, I, I'm looking at it this way, and I want you to look at it this way with me. If God is in control of everything, which we know he is, God's in control of everything. So guess what? He's in control of this pandemic. Guess what? He either allowed it or he caused it. And guess what? You may not like this preaching, but it's the truth. If we believe God's in control of everything, he either allowed it or he created it. And guess what? That tells me immediately if God's in control of it, there's a start to it and there's a finish to it. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. He has a time frame that he's working in. And he's got something, a purpose in that time frame that he wants us to comply. And he wants us to get in the plan. And he wants us to get in the program. So he's working with us. And he's telling us, man, it's not the setback. It's how you come back. It's not what you're set back now and you're setting back and you're just thinking, man, what's going to... It's not that. It's how we choose to come back. And today we're going to talk about that comeback and we're going to talk about how we do that. You know, it's not the size of the setback that matters. It's how you choose to come back. I've always said this. You can go into the Word of God, and, and, and I've written some things down here. You can go into the Word of God from, from Genesis to Revelation, and you're going to find out even the very elect of God, even the greatest prophets in the Word of God, they had several setbacks. They had situations that came in that God allowed or God said, I want this to happen for a purpose, and it set them back. But it wasn't the setback that made them. It's not the setback, the size of it that, that we read about and say, oh, he had a terrible setback. We don't stop there. They become great because they chose to make a comeback from the setback. Amen. That's what God is wanting us to do today. He wants us to choose him and choose uh, to know that we will come back and we will be better. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be better at the end of this thing. I'm going to know God closer. I'm going to be uh, have a closer relationship relationship with him when this is over and I'm going to be ready to do the great things that God wants me to do because I'm choosing to make the comeback. I'm not allowing this setback to keep me in one place. Even when you take the time to examine the great men of God and the women of God. You know, I went through and I wrote some of these down. We, we know that Abraham and Sarah, the setbacks that they had when they were trying to have a child. Can you imagine the setbacks that they had? But it's not the setback that got them and, and, and got them to the place where they were, were great in, in the eyes of God. It was the comeback that they made where they kept trusting God all the way. And we all know 
know that story, that even in their old age, they had a child. And it was the comeback that was the great thing, amen? The miracles come in the comeback, amen? And there's good things coming in that comeback that's coming. I looked at Moses. I looked at Isaac and Jacob. Man, I looked at Elijah and Elisha. I looked at Daniel and I looked at Hebrew, the three Hebrew boys and the three Hebrew men. I looked at the prophets of old. And, and again, I'm standing here and I'm saying, Lord, you have just been so good even to the men and women of the Bible, we can go back and we can read and we can see that not only did they have a great uh, a setback, they had a great comeback, and that was a great thing. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. So the question is for you today, the question that I have for you today is, how will you choose to come back? Are you going to just kind of drift through this and, and, and survive through it and hope that everything comes out okay? Or are you going to be one who is going to say, hey, I'm going to choose God. I'm going to choose the path that he's laying out in front of me. I'm going to choose to make changes. Amen. Yeah, I don't like some of the changes that God's doing. I don't like some of the things that God is showing me in my life right now. Through this time out, God is really starting to expose some things, and I don't really like them, but guess what? If we choose to follow God's plan, make the changes that we need to make, and do the things that God is showing us to do, we will make a great comeback through this setback, and we will be better and better and better and better when this thing is over. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. So it's how you choose to do it. And the great thing about the Word of God is we can go into the Word of God and we can see and we can read and we can take Israel and we can do uh, the reading and the studying and we can see all the setbacks that Israel went through. Israel went through setback after setback after setback. Israel went through all kinds of things that we probably can't even dream the things that Israel went through those setbacks that they had. So we can go to the Word of God and we can say, okay, let's look at Israel. Just look at Israel, some of the things that they went through, the setbacks that they had. What are the things that God did and how did God get them from the setback to the comeback? Because we all know that Israel made great comebacks and become one of the greatest nations known to man, and they are God's people. They made great comebacks, and I, today we can learn so much from them. You know, I, I look at the setbacks that Israel had, and, and, and one, of, one of the most amazing things to me is, is when Israel was put in slavery, they were in slavery for 400 years. Now, this pandemic is not going to last 400 years, all right? But think about this. 400 years, I was praying and God said to me, he said, you know what, you, America has only been America for a little over 200 years. And Israel was in bondage for over 400 years. That is four generations of people that grew up in slavery, that grew up in the setback, 
that grew up in a time, a dark time, a time where there was a... Man, you're talking about Israel facing a setback. 400 years of a setback really set them back. But guess what? Even 400 years of a setback didn't stop God from moving in Israel and giving Israel one of the greatest comebacks ever. Amen? Let's give God a hand clap of praise. I look at this, and it's amazing to me. Israel, uh, everything changed with Israel. Their, their identity changed. Their culture changed. They had to make adjustments during the time when they were in slavery. 400 years after they went into slavery, they didn't seem to be the same people. How many know we're not going to be the same people when we come out of this pandemic? Things are going to change. Our culture is changing the way we greet one another has changed. The way we shake hands or hug necks, uh, that's changed. How long will that continue to change? I don't know. The culture may change. I'm saying this because Israel went through these setbacks and it created things uh, in their environment and they, they lost their identity and their culture changed. They're, they're, they, they, they chose to, to learn. Some of them chose to learn. Some of them chose not to. This is important for us to understand. In Israel, those that chose to learn from the setback, from the 400 years of being in slavery, God was able to call a leader out of that, and they were able to come out of that situation. And the setback would happen because there were those who would learn from God during that. And I want us to grab a hold of that. It's important to understand. You will not come back from a setback unless you learn while you're coming back. We need to learn and do what God is having us do right now. I had someone after the first service come up to me and say, man, pastor, when you started talking about uh, uh, culture changing and, and, and how we got to look at our lives, he, he, this person said, man, I got to start looking at the people I hang around. And I thought to myself, yeah, no, God's having us look at everything in our lives right now because guess what? We sometimes don't even realize it, but things creep into our lives. People creep into our lives, and we don't even realize they're not good for us. Now, I'm not preaching go out and get rid of all your friends, amen? I'm just telling you, God wants us to look at every aspect of our lives now to become everything that God wants us to be. Israel chose, some of Israel chose, some didn't, and they suffered for it. They chose to learn from God to their situation. The last thing I want to share you about Israel's setback and how it created, the fatal blow for them uh, was that they, they just learned how to survive. They decided... I'll accept this. Every generation began to say, well, this is life. This is what it's like. We're going to live in this bondage. We're going to be in, in, in bondage and we're going to be slaves, so we might as well learn to do it. So instead of getting up and, and teaching those children, yes, this slavery is just for a moment. This slavery is just for a season. God is going to deliver us. We are going to make a comeback. Some chose to talk about that, and leaders were given to them. And the fatal blow for Israel that caused the 400 years was that they got used to their situation, and they started living that situation. Today, there are some, and I'm going to be honest with you, especially there are some Christians today who are just living to survive. They're not living to learn and change and grow and become everything that God wants them to be. 
And that's a shame today because that will cause them to stay in the setback that's been created. Let me share some obstacles that get in the way before we read and before I share uh, the four points I want you to take home with you. Let me read this, uh, some of these, and I wrote them down, and, and, and I have them up here, and I want to share them with you. These are obstacles that keep us from coming back. These are the things that will stop you from coming back. Number one is choosing to keep things the way they used to be. It will stop you. If we choose not to change, now see, folks, I'm not one that likes change. Some people say, well, Pastor, you seem to adapt very good. No, I don't adapt very well, okay? To be honest, I don't like change. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I'm one that I like to do things in order. I like to get in a rhythm. I like to have things. And when change comes, it challenges me. I don't know, you may be real quiet today and, and holding that in you, but, but I'm telling you now, I don't like change. I introduce change and I try to allow change when it works and when it's right for me and I know it's God, I'm going to do everything I can to change, but that still doesn't stop it from being uncomfortable. So one thing that will stop you for sure is choosing uh, uh, that, that you're just not going to change. I've had some people come to me and say, I know God is showing me this, but it's too hard. I, I, can't, I can't do it, Pastor. I'm not going to change that. And I'm thinking to myself, you need to be talking to God, not talking to me. Because guess what? If God's showing you to change something in your life, no matter how hard it is, you need to work on changing it because guess what? He'll give you the strength and power and the wisdom and knowledge to make the change that he's asking you to make. Amen? He will do it. He won't leave you. So choosing not to change is a dangerous thing coming back. God is asking us to change. He's showing every one of us there's things in our lives that need to change. He's showing every one of us there's things we need to do better. And we need to be doing those things. The second thing that I, I feel is a setback is choosing to allow this pandemic to completely stop your life. I believe this. Yes, it has changed our life, but we cannot let it stop our lives. Amen? Israel allowed the slavery to stop their lives. They got up every morning and they went through the motions. There are people today, because of the setback that we're in with this pandemic, there are people who get up in the morning now and who do nothing but have dread, who have nothing but worry, who have, and I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm telling you that's the way it is today. And we need to understand, we need to choose to trust God when we get up in the morning that my day can be a good day no matter how much it's changed. God still has it. I'm choosing to have a good day today. I'm not going to let this pandemic stop my life. Amen. The third thing, making a choice to not allow God to make those changes in your life. Here's the problem we run into sometimes. God is showing us some things. He's telling us that we need to change these things, but then we start to size it up. We start to say, God, this is too hard. Lord, I can't get rid of this person. Lord, there's no way I can get away from doing this anymore. God, I just can't do that. We begin to size it up, and all of a sudden we start to see defeat. But you will stay in your setback until you choose to say, God, you're showing me this, and you're showing me this because I know that you have a way to do this. 
I know you give me, you will give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and the strength, and the might to get through this, and we will make the changes. I've always said this. Sometimes to make a change that's very difficult, what you have to do is just do it. Amen? Sometimes you just got to put your hand on the plow, put your head down, and go. And say, God, I got to make this change, and however this comes out, I'm trusting you all the way. We need to choose to allow God to help us make those changes. If we don't, we're going to stay in our setback. This uh, last thing will help, will keep you in your setback. Choosing to forsake the things of God will keep you in your setback. I've always said this, and I don't know why this happens, but as a pastor, and I've been a pastor for a while now, I've talked to a lot of people. I've dealt with a lot of people, people's lives. I've been involved in a lot of people's families and their situations. But one thing that always amazes me that is a true problem, even in the Christian world today, is when people go through a problem or when they go into a setback, they have a tendency to move away from God. They stop coming to church. They stop reading their Bible. I had someone the other day tell me I used to read my Bible every day. I used to pray every day at this certain time. I used to do this. But since my my so-and-so died, uh, I, I totally have gotten away from reading. I don't read anymore. I don't pray anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, I understand that. I understand, folks, what's behind that. But we got to understand something. We cannot move away from God in our pandemic. We can't get away from God when we're in the setback that we're in today. We have to move closer to him, closer to him, and closer to him. Amen. Israel even started making separate gods, making different idols because they moved away from our God, their God, so much that they started making idols out of other things. No wonder they were stuck in their setback. They moved further and further away from God. How many know during this pandemic, guess what we should be doing? We should be reading more. We should be praying more. We should be talking to uh, uh, godly friends and, and getting good godly counsel. We should be, when church is open and when we can, we need to go get it. When when we can, and, and I'm not, I, I'm not uh, uh, saying get on uh, uh, TBN and watch every program because there's some that I wouldn't watch and I wouldn't suggest that you watch. But how many know there's some good programs out there that you can watch and, and there's good radio that you can hear good music we need more and more of god in our lives right now and god is making it available to us amen give him a hand clap of praise he's making it available now i'm not even going to read i want you to do some homework when you get home but joshua chapter 7 i want you to read that and then i want you to read joshua chapter 8 because i'm going to give you a little bit of an oversight and a, and a highlight to lead into this message, into the crux and into the nuts and bolts that I want you to take home with you today that will help you. You know, the things that we're going to share right now are things that God is saying to us. It's hard to hear God speak sometimes when the, when the noise of this world and the problems are loud. But God is speaking loudly through His Word. You're going to find out when you read chapter 7, you're going to find out that Joshua and Israel went against God's will. They didn't obey God in chapter 7. 
they went against what God was saying. So God allowed them. He stepped back from the situation and he allowed Israel to get in a situation to where they were completely defeated and completely set back. They were in a spot where they were defeated, set back, put in a setback mode. They were in the darkest place in Israel in a long, long time. But then we find out we're going to move in. Now, how did they do? Did they stay there? No, they didn't stay there. They chose, Joshua chose, the leadership chose, and the people behind them chose to come back from the setback that they were in. So they begin to pray. They begin to do the things they needed to do to contact and get in, in, in touch with God. And God, in chapter 8, speaks to Joshua and tells Joshua that he has his hand on them. He will get them. He will win the battle for them. And if you read chapter 8, you're going to find out God had a plan, perfect plan. They followed the plan. They did everything that God told them to do. And at the end of chapter 8, you're going to find out that they had a great win and a great victory. They took over the city. So they went from a great comeback to an awesome, I mean, a great setback to an awesome comeback, right? Amen. They chose to come back. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What do we learn from Israel? What do we learn from the word of God? What do we learn from God when he speaks to us and tells us that you will come back? You will make a comeback. You're not going to stay in this setback. The end of this thing is going to be over. And when we get done with this thing, I truly believe, I'm telling you folks, I believe there's great things coming for God's church. I believe there's a revival coming that's going to touch every heart and every life in America and in the world today. I believe that God is going to bring a revival that is going to be an end time revival that's going to change the entire world. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that. Amen. I'm ready for the power and the spirit of God to be moving in our churches. You know, I, I hate this and I hate to even say this, but we've gotten passive in the pulpit. We have the passiveness in the pulpit where we're trying to be uh, philosophers and we're trying to be uh, a psychologist from the pulpit instead of praying and asking God, Lord, give us the Holy Spirit power and the Holy Spirit mind to read your word and give the true word of God what you want for the time and the message of the hour so we can preach for, so people can get it in here, not just up here. Amen. We need it in here. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. When I leave here, it needs to be here in my heart, not just up in my head. And today I believe there are four things that just jump out that God says to us. And I want to share these four things with you. Take these things with you. Put them in your heart. Don't just keep it up here. Put them in your heart because these four things are things that we need to know. God is speaking to us. He is telling us, I will keep you. I will get you out of this setback. You will make a comeback. The first thing that God is saying to us, and he always wants to make sure we know, don't ever forget this, is I never forsake my children. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never leave you in your situation. I will never leave you alone. I will be with you even into the end of time. I will be with you. My love endures forever. I will never, ever leave you. I will never, ever forsake you. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. He will not leave us. He has not left us. 
He is not some far distant God who's sitting on a throne uh, uh, with headphones on, not listening to a thing you say. He is hearing everything you say. He is watching over you, everything that you do. Israel knew. They knew that God had not forsaken them. They had just disobeyed God. They had just did everything that God told them not to do, and they were in the worst setback of one of their uh, times in history. But guess what? God did not desert them. God did not walk away from them. God stayed right with them, and he brought them back. He took them out of that setback and gave them a great comeback because that's the God you and I serve today. It's a God who does not fail us. He does not leave us. He never forsakes his children. Amen? Remember that. Don't ever forget that. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how alone you feel, no matter how much you feel like tomorrow's not going to be a good day or I'm not going to make it through this day, don't ever forget God is standing right by your side. He's watching over you. He loves you, and he will not forsake you. He will stay with you. The second thing that sticks out, and we really got to grab a hold of that God is saying to Israel, and he's saying to us today, God is saying, learn, learn from the setback. Don't repeat the same things over again. Israel had a choice. Israel could have said, okay, we suffered defeat. AI suffered, we suffered defeat to AI. We, we could have, we could just stay here and we could regroup and we could go at it again. How many know, how many have done this in your life? You go against something and you really don't get God involved. You do it on your own. You go against something that don't work out real good. Amen. So what do we do? We take two steps back and we look at it again and we say, okay, I'll just shift it a little bit and I'll run at it again. How many know that still don't work? See, Israel could have done that again. Joshua could have said, look, we suffered a defeat, guys, but look, let's, let's regroup. Let's go back at this. Let's go back at the city. But he didn't do that. What he chose to do, he learned from the setback. He learned, man, we cannot do this without God. That's what he learned. He said, man, we cannot do, we cannot go against AI again unless God has given us his graces, unless God is involved. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of us are learning through this pandemic that we've been doing a whole lot of things on our own and leaving God out and God saying, Hey, how about getting me involved in part, this part of your life? How about getting me involved in this part of your life? How about re- recognizing that I'm, I'm leading you in this part of your life? Amen. God is doing a lot of that and he did that with Israel. So I'm telling you today that God is speaking to every one of us loudly. Please learn where you are today. Learn from the situation that you're in today. Stop for a minute. Look at your life and say, God is speaking to me. He's teaching me. He's he's molding me. He's shaping me in this situation. And I need to learn as God is doing this in my life. I need to learn and and take what God is is doing because Israel didn't make the mistake again. They allowed God to take over and they begin to do what God said. And I believe we need to do that in our lives today. There are too many things in my life, and I'm speaking personally. There are too many things in my life that I didn't realize that I was running. Some of you may not like this. Some of you might. 
There was way too many things in my life that I had total control of and wasn't allowing God to have. There was a whole lot of things that I saw about the church, about the ministry, about the preaching, about the teaching, about how we do things. There was a whole lot of things that was going well and going right. And God said, but where am I at in that? Who made that decision? And man, I had to have a come to Jesus meeting. And guess what? I am learning through this setback that God is in control and we need to give him control. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. We need to give him control. You say, well, I have to run my life, pastor. I have to make decisions. Yeah, we have to make those decisions, but we don't want to make decisions on our own and out of our own abilities and our own emotions because we're going to end up just like Joshua and Israel did in the first battle at Ai, we're going to be defeated. We need to allow God to be in our decision making. You know what? I've learned this and some, somebody may laugh and they may say, this is just crazy. I've learned this through this situation that we're going through today. I told God this. I said, Lord, any decision that I make anymore, I said, unless it's one that I know I don't even have to come to you about, I know you spoke it into me. Every decision in my life, whether it's financial, whether it's some kind of decision for the church, I will not make a decision till I get before you and I pray and I ask you to guide me and lead me. Guess what? I'm looking for great victories. When God leads things, guess what? It's all going to turn out good. Amen. He's a good God. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. We got to learn in our situation. We got to learn in the setback we're in so we don't make the same mistakes when we come out of the set, out, out of the setback. The third thing that I want you to take home with you, hold on to this. Oh, I, I love this part. I love even talking about this. Remember, God is saying this to you and I today. Remember, I'm your source. Nothing else works. Let me tell you something. He is our source. You may think the bank account, and, and let's not pick this thing and go down to details. Yes, your bank account is your source here on this earth. I understand that. But your bank account is there because God is your source. God helped you get what you got to put in the bank. He is your source. He's everything that you need. He's, he's the source that keeps me functioning every day. He's the source of the air that I breathe. Amen. He's the source of the sun that shines down on me and helps me. He's the source of everything around me. Everything that I have is good. And everything that I have that is good, it's because it came from God. Amen. Give God a hand. Clap of praise. He's our source. Israel got away from realizing who their source was. Israel began to depend on this person and that person. Israel began to depend on other idols. Israel began to depend on other ways of, of serving other gods. And they got away from the thing that they truly needed to understand. And we have to grab a hold of today is that he is our source. You know, I shared this in the first uh, 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 service, and I have to share it again today. I, I found out truly, truly, truly when the rubber met the road and when, when, when I hit the T in the road and the dead end in my life, I found out who my real source was. I'm telling you now, 
when it, about eight years ago, it's coming up on eight years ago, when God spoke to me and he said these words, he says, you cannot serve two masters anymore. At the time, I had been with a company for 37 years. I was the operations manager. I was the number three in the comp- company. I had grown up in the company. I, there was nothing about the company I didn't know. I had I had the tail I had the tiger by the tail so to speak I thought I did And then all of a sudden God comes along and says look make a choice So here's pastor in that situation some of you know it some of you don't here's pastor in this situation what do I do I still have I still have kids at home I still have a wife that I got to take care of. I still have a house that has to be paid for. I got a car, a couple of cars. What am I going to do? I have no resource. I have nothing. If I leave this place, I'm walking out the door with nothing. And God looked me in the eye spiritually and he said, what makes you think you have nothing? I've been your source all along, and guess what? I will continue to be your source. And I'll never forget the freedom and the belief and the power and the Spirit of God that came over me when he spoke those words to me. It was so easy to sit in front of the CEO and look him in the eye and say, God has told me I cannot serve two masters anymore, so I have to leave this place, and I'm going to go into full-time ministry. And guess what? I have no contract. I have nothing set up. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know who my source is and I know that he's going to take care of me. And man, when I left that place, I, some people say, oh, Lord, I, I about cried. I, about, I left that place with my hands raised in the, in the air, and I said, God, I know great things are coming. To some people, that would have been a setback, but guess what? That was a great comeback because God is doing great things. Eight years later, we've never missed a meal, as you can tell. We've never missed a payment on the house. We've never missed this, and it's all be, be, because of the faithfulness of you. It's the faithfulness of God's people. It's the faithfulness of God's plan. It's God's plan because he is our source and he is the one who takes care of us and will keep us. He's our source in this situation. They keep saying, well, we can't, we're going we're gonna to have to have, uh, uh, there's going to have to be some kind of shot. We're going to have to have something or people aren't going to be comfortable. I got news for you. It doesn't matter what happens from here on out. My source is God. I will trust him. I will keep him. I know he will take care of us. He will keep us. Somebody said, well, what if you get the virus? I said, well, what if I get it? If I get it, guess what? I believe in my God enough that he will carry me through. I'll get through it. He's my source. I'm trusting him. There's no other way to do it. For me, he's my source in all things. Today, it's such a relief to know that he's my source. You know, I love my wife and she loves me and we depend on each other for so many things. But I don't care how great your relationship is. As humans, we fall short. As humans, we hit an extremity. As humans, our intentions are great, but we fall short. 
But I can always say this about the God that we serve today. He's my source. He never falls short. He always comes to the show. He always makes it happen. He always has enough, and he always has more than enough. Amen. He's the source that we have. He'll take care of us. He will do what needs to be done. The last thing that I want to leave with you before I close, that God is saying to us, and I believe he's shouting this as loud as he can. He's saying to us, start living in expectation. Quit living in defeat. Expect great things to happen. How many know we need to start expecting great things to happen in our lives? Even in this pandemic, we need to know that God's got us, and we need to start expecting great things to happen. I have people call me sometimes or I talk to them and they tell me, Pastor, I've gotten to the place that when I get up in the morning, this pandemic, this stuff, all this stuff on the media, all the negativity that I hear, everything has got me in a dark place. And when I get up in the morning, all I think about is the gloom and doom and all I think about is despair. And I feel like I'm trying to just grudge myself through every day. And I look at them and I tell them, you have got to begin to choose to get out of that frame of mind. You cannot get up in the morning and look at drudgery and look at look at death and look at fear and look at doubt all the time. You got to get up in the morning and you got to choose to know that you serve a God who's a great God who can do anything, who's doing great things right now. You need to get up that morning and you need to look yourself in the eye and you need to say, today I'm going to expect great things to happen in my life because I have a God who's my source and he'll take care of today. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Oh, it's easy naturally to be drawn to the negative. Man, it's so easy to get up in the morning and hear the news and hear everything that's going on and just gravitate to that negativity. It's easy to to be drawn to fear. It's easy to be drawn to doubt. It's easy to be drawn into oppression and depression. Because it's our nature. It's our natural nature. But there's a God nature inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in us, that's screaming out to us, overlook those things, start to see through God's eyes, start to see things through the spiritual eyes so that you can see while we're in this situation, God is out among the living doing great things and and we can expect great things to happen in our lives every day. Amen. God is a good God. We need to start expecting greatness. I'm expecting when all this is over and we get back to whatever the new normal is, I believe God will position all of us to do great things. I believe the church is going to do great things. I believe we're going to see things that we've never seen before because God is giving us that time to work through. Yes, it may be a setback, and yes, you may be in a setback, but I got news for you today. If you choose to come back and you choose God to allow you, uh, uh, him into your life and to do the things that you need to do, you will make a great comeback from the setback you're in today because that's the God we serve. He will not fail you. He will not forsake us. He loves us. He cares about us. Today, I want to pray with you as we close. But I want you to take this home. Man, I want you to put it in your heart. It's like I said, sometimes we get it up here, but I want it to go from there. I want it to be right here in your heart today. Father, I come to you and I just thank you for your word. Your word is so powerful.
God, it's light in this darkness. Your word is truth. It's faith. Your word is life. Oh, God, I thank you for your word today because you speak to us through your word. And today you've spoken. And, Lord, you're continuing to speak to us. God, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice today. Lord, whether it be by social media, whether it be in here in this congregation, Lord, whoever is hearing this today, God, I pray that this sinks deep down in their soul. God, that they hear you say, Lord, that they hear you say to them that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us, you never forsake your children. God, that we need to learn as we're in this situation so that we don't repeat mistakes in the future and God help us remember Lord that you're telling us that you are our source nothing else will work you are the source and God help us to begin to have the faith the stamina to get up in the morning and start to look and expect good things and great things to happen in our lives because you are in control God, I pray for those that are struggling in this pandemic. Lord, I pray for those who are struggling in their lives and, Lord, they just don't know which way to turn. God, I pray that you open up their eyes and and you open up their spiritual ears to hear you say these things to them today, that you're in control. You've got this thing. We just need to follow you and hear your voice and do what you're asking us to do. Lord, again, I thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, the source that you are in my life. God, I thank you that you never fail us. You're always there, and you're always there right on time. You're the God that we can trust in. Lord, I thank you, and I pray, God, help us hear your voice, even through the noise that we're having today. Help us hear your voice. But most of all, God, let us know we need to choose you. We need to choose you right now in this time that we're in. Choose you because, God, you are giving us a great comeback in this setback. And, Lord, we're going to be so much better. We're going to be so much greater God, we're going to be better and more efficient when this is over to do the kingdom work that you have laid out for us. God, I pray for every household that's here. Lord, I pray for protection over their homes. Lord, I pray that you bless them and anoint their homes. Touch them in every way. God, if there's unsaved out there that's listening to this today and watching this today, God, I pray that their souls will be turned to you and, God, that they'll see that there's no other source on this earth that can uh, uh, rectify or fix their situation. Only God can do it. God, we thank you today and we pray. Lord, as we leave this place today, that you put an anointing on every one of us so that we can be great witnesses to those that are in dire need out in our world today. God, help us. Help us today to latch onto your hand, to take hold of your hand, to trust you, to know that, God, you're in control. Lord, no matter what we hear, no matter what we see, help us focus on the fact that, God, you are leading us to a great comeback. Even though it may seem like a setback, God, you're leading us to a great comeback. God, I want to be part of that in every way. And again, I pray, bless every single person in this place. 
Father, we love you. We honor you. We worship you today in every way. And we give you praise. We give you glory in your precious name. And everybody said amen. We would love for you to stay connected with us. Please visit our website at sanctuarychurchbeachgrove.org, like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, view our live stream every Sunday on Facebook, and remember, God is in control.